Hello friends, this is John Klein III with episode 45 of Shadow on Flame with Magic, the podcast, and we are going to review X-Men, the Hellfire Gala, 2023, so let's get to it, to it, to it. And thanks again to Francisco for providing the theme song to the podcast, we really appreciate it, and you. And this is a first for the podcast where I'm going to try to review a digital comic. So let's see how that works out. And then um, I know I said we we're going to do a secret invasion, but then I got access to a digital copy. And uh, in the effort to maybe try to stay current with big events, there was no bigger event than the X-Men Hellfire Gala. And so spoilers ahead. And so let's skip a couple pages to get right to the creative team because an all-star cast made this possible, or crew, I suppose. Um, the writer is Jerry Duggan. Um, artist was Adam Kubert, Luciano Video, Matteo Lawley, Russell Dodderman, Javier Pina, R.B. Silva, Joshua Casara, Chris Anka, and Pepe Lorez. Uh, color artists were Rain Perito, C.C. De La Cruz, Matthew Wilson, Eric Arcasilla, and Marte Garcia. Um, lettering was by Virtual Calligraphy. Um, Tom Muir with, oh, and the design was Tom Muir with Jay Bowen. And um, the gods interviewed was by uh, Jonathan Hickman and Jerry Duggan. The writers, artists were Vario Chissetti. And color artist was uh, Marte Garcia. And um, this is part of the Fall of X um, uh, prelude, I suppose, would be the best word for it. And it just came out last week. But for um, posterity, we'll say it was, um, well, actually, does this thing say the fine print? No, it just says 2023. So, uh, May? No, 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 July. Anyways. So the comic opens up with, um, Scott and Emma talking about Miss Marvel, Kamala, eight weeks ago. And, um, Emma really wants Miss Marvel to come out as a mutant, and Scott wants her, uh, Kamala to come out when she feels comfortable and then we cut to now um where Kamala wearing like maybe the skimpiest bathrobe which I don't I mean I know this is like a rocking like 70 pages but for my taste or maybe for Kamala like for my sense of what Kamala would like and maybe I don't know all of her history but I imagine she's a little more on the modest side based on all the costumes I've ever seen her wear so I get the idea that the egg just hatched and she came out and then someone quickly gave her a bathrobe they had on um, standby, but um, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't mind it, like maybe a nine-panel grid where um, maybe she hatches from an egg by herself, finds a robe and puts it on and then walks into an outer room where maybe Emma greets her and then talks to her and then brings her into the hole of the... Um, rest of the X-Men, 
Instead, it appears that she clearly must have hatched out of the egg, you know, fully nude. Uh, there's at least six people standing in front of her. And most likely, they all saw what they always see. But Kamala's not used to the X-Men. Um, uh, Hope greets her, as does Gold Balls. But now he's going by Egg, which seems even less copyright friendly. Um... Uh, Scott and Emma also are there. Um, Kamala has to be told she's dead. She wants to know what happened. And she's like, well, you have to ask Spider-Man about the specifics. We do get confirmation or a reminder that teen Scott did exist and that adult Scott has all of his memories. So he does recognize, um, acknowledge the time as champions together. Uh, which is just a fun detail. Like, at least they did that for the fans. Um, oh, yeah, and then she's concerned about her parents not knowing she's dead. Um, or that she's alive now. So that's going to be complicated. They do explain how her becoming inhuman made it so that her mutant power didn't kick in, so maybe in a year from now we'll find out what her mutant power was. Oh yeah, so then we get to the cast page. Oh no, here's the um, recap. The Hellfire Gala, um, Corcola's premier mutant event of the year in which mutants and humans from across the globe gather on my kind's island to see who is elected onto the new X-Men team and for the night of celebration often revelation. During the first Hellfire Gala, mutants used the event to announce the recent creation of Karkoa, a sister mutant civilization that recently terraformed Mars. At the second Hellfire Gala, the celebrations have contested by human protests at the recent revel- revealed mutant resurrection process, scared, sacred by the new, oh no, scared by the new technology and the angry that humans had been left in the dark about it. Recently, the anti-mutant organization Orcus has been quietly fanning the flames of those fears through careful media smear campaigns and propaganda, while in the background, their agents have been launched both violent and covert operations to weaken Coca-Cola and the X-Men. Each time it is held, the Hellfire Gala heralds in a new age of mutant revelation and history. This year will prove no different. The cast is Cyclops, Jean Grey, Emma Frost, Kate Pro, Iceman, Mystique, Miss Marvel, Professor X, Rogue, Rasputin the Fourth, Firestar, Talon and Sink, Destiny, Magic, what? Fisk and Forge. Um, the untimely death of Miss Marvel ended the debate over whether to tell Kamala that Suvibor identified her as a mutant. Emma Frost desired. As she announced herself as a proud mutant was a political move, disturbing revelations, both true and false, that sunk mutant-human relations to an all-time low. Still, there was no reason for hope if you knew where to look. Months of work finally done, Jumbo Carnation could finally relax. He and the Mykind's lighthouse keeper were certainly doing their part to foster interspecies relations. Um, the Cuckoo's... Oh, I was about to say, there's only four of them, but I see the fifth one's arm. Announced that this season's um, theme of the gala is friendship and futurism with dialogue. Uh, they announced that Storm... No, I'm sorry. They announced that Forge 
has a plan to um, solve um, the homeless problem and the or the unhoused problem and food insecurities. So that's nice. Uh, there's an alarm going off in the treehouse, so Scott's gonna go. He takes off his um, gala outfit to reveal that he's wearing his 90s X-Men uniform underneath it, which that'd be pretty warm if he's wearing a uniform on top of a uniform. Uh, Gene notices Juggernaut and says that uh, everyone recognizes that he is... Um, on the road to redemp, on a path of redemption, and so they are. Maybe he can become an X Man if he wants. Uh, Pr- Kate Pride was always annoyed that she couldn't use the mutant transition system. She learned lean against the gates as though they were walls, which always annoyed her fellow mutants. So then Kate's in front of one, and she's wearing a pretty nice um, outfit. It's um like a pirate shirt. So it's like her regular pirate outfit, uh, top, but maybe a little regal. And then wearing what looks like black short shorts, and then bare thighs, and then high, uh, knee-high boots that are also black, with like a, um, like tails that are black on the outside with a red inside. It's pretty nice. She looks amazing. But then Mystique comes in with a very, like, skimpy outfit. And Mystique and Destiny come through a gate, the one that Kate was leaning up against. And they're clearly in the middle of a fight, um, Destiny and Mystique. And then Iceman and his current boyfriend, Romeo, show up. And just like chat with Kate. <clears throat> and then we see Miss Marvel's in a cool gala outfit, which all these are Emma approved. <clears throat> um, Xavier talks to Miss Marvel about, um, he senses she's uncomfortable. He tries to ease her, <clears throat> her concerns. Excuse me. Uh, he takes off his helmet, which apparently he rarely ever does, to the point when, um, uh, Rasputin the fourth, who's, and I didn't read Sins of Sinister, but she's like further down in the Rasputin um, family chain. I imagine two generations down, as she's the fourth. Um, very tall lady, but with the metallic powers and the black hair, but also has the Solar Sword and also Ilyana armor. And so. And then I guess she has some other powers, like maybe she has uh, Kate's phasing powers. Uh, we see Rogue and Carol chit-chatting. Always nice to see uh, those two getting along. Uh, Raspi in the Fourth, who's from the future, is recognizing Miss Marvel as one of her favorite heroes of all time. She's an inhuman, a Muslim, a mutant, a human, a savior of all the tribes. So that's a fun twist as well that Miss Marvel naturally found Captain Marvel to be her hero. And it turns out she herself is someone's hero. So, you know, be careful um, what you do in the world because you don't know who's idolizing you. 
Um, in the background here, I'm seeing the vision. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Kamala whispers to Respi in the fourth that she's a secret mutant. Um, so she's not quite ready to tell anyone. We get to the gods inner page. Um, which are these characters given names? Oh yeah, there's Dimitri and Wynn. And that's W-Y-N. And Wynn uh, is talking to Magic, who doesn't appreciate that they're there. She smells magic on them. And um, they're there to... Because uh, when House... When Hoxpox came out, uh, Magneto famously said that humans have new gods now. And so now the old gods have taken note and are here to... Um, to see what the new ones are up to. So, you know, I imagine there's no editor's note here about, like, check out God's Issue 1, but, which I don't know if that comes out after um, Secret Invasion, but uh, Magic, or a version of Magic just showed up in Secret Invasion, nope, uh, Ultimate Invasion, uh, Issue 2. So, and didn't do much in there, but she's part of the Russian mutant cohort. Uh, Cap Falcon or Captain uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America is talking to um to mutants and just giving his opinion on them. Um, I don't think they're name checked, are they? But then there's a warning about Washington D.C. Um, so all the Avengers take off, and the Avengers are uh Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch. Thor, um, Black Panther, and Vision. There's an is editor note here from um, Jordan D. White saying, I've seen an Uncanny Avengers free comic book day issue, which I had. There was no Kate or Magic in it, or Lockheed, so it didn't pass the test to get in here. Rogue follows suit. Um, or the Avengers take off, and then she gets a Captain America warning. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, has activated his necessity beacon and is unresponsive. So Rogue takes off to there. She takes off her Hell, Hellfire Gods to show her 90s costume. So that's interesting. I do say take off, but it looks like it just phases away. So I don't know if the Hellfire Gods costumes are all, or outfits are all digital or whatnot, but they're, they're taking off. Still, um, Jean's assuring everyone that everything's fine, and now that the uh, outside folks are gone, it's now time to elect the X, the um, the new team of X Men. And Scott and Jean are stepping down, and so all everyone in the room gets to think of who they nominate. And I guess Jean's honesty uh, gets to de declare. Who the um who the new X Men are, and then with a flash. Oh wait, uh, and then with fresh blood, here they are, the X Men. Your all new X Men team: Talon and Sync, Prodigy. Who? Oh, I'm sorry, that was Prodigy and Frenzy who was talking to Sam Wilson. So let's do this proper: Talon, Sync. Prodigy, Cannonball, Frenzy, Dazzler, Jubilee, 
and the Juggernaut are your new X-Men members, which is pretty awesome. Very diverse team. Uh, Talon is the version of Laura X-20, or um, the new Wolverine. Laura, the Wolverine, uh, who went into the... uh, Why did I even attempt to explain this? Uh, Where is Phantom X from? No, 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 the Children of the Vault with um, Serafina. Uh, they went in there. The X Men thought uh, Laura was dead, so they resurrected her. Um, I don't know the whys of that, but then she wasn't dead. She was just in the vault with Sink, and so um, she's a older gal, and Sink remembers her, and so and then Laura gets to go around as Wolverine. So not too confusing because there's also Gabrielle. Um, who used to be Honey Badger, but I want to say her name changed too. I don't know. I need to learn more about Laura, but I like that she's, um, you know, the Wolverine, and I like how she was in Fortnite as X23. Well, I like that she's in Fortnite, comma, as X23, unfortunately. But this is a great team. Cannonball there for the New Mutants representation, Jubilee there for the 90s representation. Um, Sync is there. Oh, yeah, Sync and Jubilee from Generation X is fun. Prodigy for the new X-Men. Uh, Frenzy always deserves a moment in the, um, limelight. Speaking of limelight, Dazzler and Juggernaut are always fun together when, and Juggernaut's a giant fan of Dazzler. So, once thinking he killed her, and then she just resurrected herself, because that's a power she has that no one's ever going to explain. These candidates have the makings of an astonishing X-Men team. Unfortunately, Fate had other plans. And sorry to drop in. Uh, Nimrod crushes, crashes into the new team, killing most of them. Which hopefully, hopefully the plan is, is that maybe once Fall of X is done, that these will be the X-Men team and they get to actually have a proper run. Um... Because I think it works. I mean, they at least deserve a proper six issues. Nimrod avoided detection by orbiting the Earth and descending from the thermosphere at terminal velocity. Everyone in the Gala would have been killed were it not for Jean Grey blunting the shock wave of her telekinesis. <laughs> and then, um,. Julie's like, F you, machine. And Nimrod's like, no need to be rude. Which I don't know this Nimrod to have a sense of humor, but people on Twitter have told me that, um, I guess ever since Hawkspox, he's had a personality. Maybe the key to the success of Nimrod. Uh, Magic and um, Psylocke, or Revage, uh, is trying to take control, get people around. Orcus has been planning this night for years. They use every tool at their disposal, controlling the message around Krakoa's dangers in the media. And the magic whips out her sword sword. She's wearing a nice golden gown, has her hair in a braid, and armored right boot, uh, thigh-high boot, as well as left glove. So classic uh, magic armory. And depowering magic by poisoning her nanotechnology that inhibit her X-gene. 
Oh no, my powers, they're not working. I can't teleport. Ugh, that was a horrible Russian accent. Why did I even try that? Like me, it's, oh no, my powers, they're not working. Nope. <laughs> I thought I could give it a second run up. I gotta work on my, ac my accent. There have been easy escape from this ambush. And then uh, Bobby runs into Nimrod. Um, and he's, you know, quite offended that Nimrod is going to try to kill the mutant. So he's there. He, he's like, then you pre programmed to die. And Bobby's by giving some of his, uh, what are the kids calling it now? Feats. And he's like, I terraform an entire planet. Where are you compared to that? Funny you should mention that. I'm going to liberate the East planet one mutant at a time. Starting with the X-Men. Orca's plan and drill. They executed the false flag attack in DC and the assassination attempt on Captain America. They were dividing and conquering. Success would only be measured in corpse. First, they needed to take out the Omega-level mutants. And then he, like, zaps Bobby with something that burns him from within. I have to hand it to you. Didn't think anyone could ring my bell like that. And Bobby's very confident, like, then you're in trouble. Wait, what's happening to me? I can't see. Gene, Scott, Warren, where are you? Interesting that he doesn't mention Beast. And then Bobby just melts away. In front of his boyfriend and his last girlfriend he had, Kate Pride. Which I can only imagine is on purpose that that's happening. And then Wilson Fisk is, and Typhon Marys is looking in the background as well. Uh, as is Meryl and Magic. Omega-2 is dead. Now where's Omega-1? And Jean just knowing that they're talking about her is like, I'm right here, murderer. I'm wondering if that terrible robot brain of yours will have an answer for what can stop the juggernaut. And then she does the first fastball special of the issue. Once again, Jean caught a sonic boom and directed it into the set gnome, which is what Nimrod is. And Juggernaut's um, just back on his feet, ready for more. Jean Grey began coordinating the defense, but she didn't have long. The rest of Orcus's forces were inbound. Previously, just a single Stark Sentinel had nearly succeeded in killing the X-Men. Now they face them all. And Sink's trying to use his powers. Um, and he, using Polaris's powers, he Sink, with he got a force field up. But they're hitting him pretty hard. He's trying to see if anyone's reached out to Storm, but is not. That's not working. And then all of a sudden, through the gate is, <clears throat> um, uh, oh yeah, Doctor Stasis, who's the club sinister, and he is bringing back um, Carmita Shardar, who's the new, uh, not the new, but oh, the Omega Sentinel in a new um, design. And they're just dancing their way through a gate, which is fun. And then they notice Xavier. And Xavier's like, you're going to pay, you wretched madman. I want you to see what I've accomplished. Look into my mind. While your attention was, let's say, divided, during your previous Hellfire Gala, I was working very hard. And your pair pharmaceutical factories, it wasn't hard. I just flipped a few switches, and ever since then... You've been peddling medicine with a backdoor kill switch. Oh my god. What have you done? No, no. Don't you get it? What have you done? Allow me to introduce Dr. Modoc. 
Just more, Doc, please. Doctor sounds cooler. Pay attention, Xavier. Witness what we can do to the humans on your so-called machine for medicines. And then we see two responses. Some people are just holding their skulls um, in a panic. And others... Um, so I guess those are the freeze responses. And then these ones have fight. Oh, no, it's all three. That's fine. So it's freeze, fight, and flee. And the ones who flee, unfortunately, did it from 20-story windows. Um, Emma's trying to get people um, work, like, moving. Kingpin has lost his wife, uh, Typhoid Mary. Orcus hadn't just hacked the Kirkarian, the Kirkoan medicines, but also their transit system by coercing his secrets from Horticorture, which was the X-Men's villain versions of the Golden Girls. Always fun. Every second, the noose tightened around Mutant Dumb. But they were putting up a hell of a fight. And then we get to the second um, fastball special. And we see Kate Pride running at Strong Guy, um, Guido, <clears throat> who's wearing a nice um, blue and yellow tux. Because, you know, his X-Factor uniform was blue and yellow. And she's like, been, been a while, Strong Guy. I need a ride to the closest set. No. You bet, Kate. Happy landing. And then she phases right through one of the Stark Sentinels, um, which uh, Jerry Duggan's also the current... Uh, writer of record on Iron Man and so he has a follow-up issue uh, that leads pretty much right off of this that's setting up the Frost Stark wedding um, that Mark Wade and someone else wrote about in the history of the Marvel Universe and they did a fun little um, future storylines and that one is what captured people's imagination. Uh, and she says it's been a while, which I can imagine, you know, they meet various times, but I don't remember Strong Guy and Kate Pride having um, any conversations ever between each other. So it'd be fun to see um, if anyone else remembers when they did. Uh, Kate Pride had always been able to disrupt technology. That's why it was so ironic that she could never use the Krakoan gates. She had finally found a technology that could disrupt her. And if this was a lighter comic, um, I would have loved a reference to Astonishing X-Men, uh, where Colossus does a fastball special, uh, wherein Kate or Kitty was the ball in that scenario. And she also gets thrown through a set. No, and Emma's like, Scott, you cannot keep throwing people at your problems. And Scott saw, um, no, no, it's a good plan. Kate, or Kitty saw a, uh, a moment and took advantage of it. Oh, oh, oh. So Typhon Mary, I didn't recognize about half the uh, chalk makeup. She's scared. And Kingpin's like, Mary! And then Omega Mutant punches him in the face. And it looks like a wicked tongue comes out of his mouth. But maybe it's his blood spitting out. And Kingpin's like, you will pay for this. For a moment, it looked like the mutants had managed to turn the tide. Exodus was just throwing targets to his mind. The five were the cornerstone of the success of the Krakoan age. And they were a formidable team in their own right. 
with nothing but a thought Prometheus Pro, uh, Proteus transmuted metal to glass. Orcus would have lost that night if the fight had been fair. Rasputin the Fourth was an entire team of X-Men in one body. She's been sent back with the powers of several mutants. The one that mattered at the time was Kate Pride. And so she grabs uh, Miss Marvel and they phase away from the fight. And Miss Marvel, not wanting to be completely out of the battle, um, uses her big old hands and knocks uh, the Sentinel off his leg, which Proteus is changing one of the Stark Sentinel's legs into glass. Seems weird as he's shown, like he's an Omega mutant himself and he's able to um, completely warp reality around him. So you think he would just turn the Stark Sentinel into butterflies, but you know, they're all under attack. And like the criticism of the MCU about like, why didn't Captain America show up in this? Or why didn't Thor show up in this movie? It's like, well, because the MCU movies all are pretty smart in that they all take place over a span of a day, maybe two days. And so by the time you reach out to Thor, like mission done. Or they take place in a location where you can't just easily um, get someone to show up. Um. Oh, and Respian the Fourth tells uh, Kamala to go help the Juggernaut, which I guess is just a transitional phase to so let us see where Juggernaut is. You picked the wrong party to crash, buddy. I already apologize for that. Um, and then Nimrod blasts the Juggernaut. The oh, into a tower. The tower that changed not one but two worlds has survived the strike from above and the fire within, but it couldn't survive the strike from the unstoppable Juggernaut. And this tower just crashes. Though I don't know the significance of it. You could hear a pin drop as Jean spoke quietly in their minds. Stop. I have you. I have you all. No one's going to... Oh, oh she, she's talking to the, the people in the now crashing tower. No one else is going to die tonight. Let me apologize to our guests. I'm sorry this has been just a horrid night. Everyone at Orcus listened very carefully to me. Tonight, you trespassed against us and chose violence let all those thoughts go, and you will survive to see dawn. I'm going to gently place our friends down, and then I'm going to change your minds. That was a, a pleasant a threat as you could expect from Jean Grey, and she meant it. In another moment, there wasn't going to be any flesh and blood who hated mutants. The tell to the next move, Orcus attack was kept secret, even from Dr. S uh, Stasius. It's now or never, friend. It takes a lot of careful planning to kill a telepath. The assassin had to be ready to strike on Mikens or a New York if Jean had answered the alarm at the treehouse. Mariah X had everything she needed. Patience, time, and an artificial mind that was immune to tele telepathy. Scott, I need you back at the party now. And then we see uh, Mariah X come out of the gate and then lands with a thunk. And then she stabs Jean through the neck from behind and goes, Hello, Jean. Ugh, that's a horrible Scottish accent. <laughs> and then we see, uh, oh yeah, we cut to Scott, uh, who has been dropped out of the uh, treehouse. Jean, I'm so sorry. The treehouse, it was a trap. 
I'm not going to be able to help you. My legs, I can't feel them. Gene, why can't I feel you? Gene! And uh, Mariah says, look at me, Charles. Look at what I've done. And see what has happened to the one you love the most. What, what was on that dagger? A little something we found in a place called Otherworld. I believe you call it Blightswell. I don't have enough of it concentrated for ye yet, but I will. The sight of Jean struck down and detonated a bomb in the children of the atom. Every mutant launched themselves to war in a righteous fury. Victory will be theirs. How could it not? The enemy was not strong enough to stop them all. Then Ryra X holds a, uh, the same dagger to Xavier's neck. Stop them, Charles. Do it now, or we will fill airwaves around the world with Mordok's sweet music, and all those humans you help die like humans you help die like squealing piggies. Stop! God forgive me. And then he just um. So when he said stop, he stopped everyone. I surrender. Deliver the terms, Doctor. We hacked more than just your medicines. We also hacked your gates. Right now, they're all point-off world. We will kill no more humans if you all leave. Nightcrawler just went on an assassination spree. A mutant clone caused an inferno in New York against, again, and your drugs were poison. There is a cancer surgery, Charles, and you are the cancer. I could never get all the mutants agreed to simply walk off Earth forever. You lost... You just made them stop, Charles. Now make them walk, or every drop of blood that spills will be on your head. Now let's discuss consequences. The first time a returned mutant is found on Earth, you will kill a human. The second time, the cost will be ten humans. Then a hundred. I, I suppose you're smart enough to know about the powers of ten, which is fun as um, Ten of Swords was X of Swords, and people thought it was Ten of Swords, or X of Swords, just the letter, and uh, this, or Weapon X was actually Weapon Ten. I found it funny. Please, don't make me do this. And then we see Gene, um, in one of the core moments, Firestar, wake up. Gene, is that you? Yes, Angela. And I'm dying, and they've won. But, but, Stasius is lying about it all. Yes, lies are powerful. We'll need that truth to burn it all away. I can embed you inside Orcus. I opened a door into Stratus's mind. I was going to erase it. I ought to for what you did to Cyclops. But I have to be bigger. We have to be bigger. I can make him think her re. I can make him think he recruited you. Recruiting me to what? Orcus? Yes, I'm in his mind. As hard as we've been working to save the world, they've been working just as hard to destroy ours. They poison our medicines. Everyone ingested them as their hostage. They will blame us, which I guess is a fun twist too on how Sinister was able to do the sins of Sinister with messing the resurrection protocols and put a little Sinister DNA into people. And it turns out Orcus had the same plan. Um, they took credit for killing the Celestial back in Judgment Day. <clears throat> or A A X E Judgment Day? Judgment, whatever. And Krakula meant well, but also made mistakes. I can't force you on this mission. You must volunteer. I'll do it. What's our story? Let's say you sent an overture to meet right after you were elected. No, before. 
some of the maintenance joked I was a narc. Let's lean into that. My election to X-Men becomes their good luck. And now we see the fake memory. And Stratus is like, so nice to receive your message, Firestar. I hope we can be great friends. If I need to, who do I throw under the bus? Beast. Tell them the truth and you can make stuff up about them. Everyone will believe you. Which I wish that word bubble was a little bit higher so it implied like, who do I throw under the bus? Beast. Like, you know, like, I'm, like the urgency of it. But she's dying. So, I mean, she's, she's doing a pretty good job right now. Just like, here's the whole plan. Um, and hopefully she's also going to relay this message to the rest of the mutants too. Unless everyone thinks she's a Firestar's a traitor. But, like, maybe she can't because like, Xavier was in everyone's mind stopping them. So maybe Jean can't put that message in their heads either. Speaking of which, um, Xavier says, damn you for this. If hell is real, I'll see you there, Charles. Go, my X-Men. Which is also fun, you know, to me, my X-Men. But now it's the reverse. Mutants of Earth, this is Charles Xavier. You must not resist. You must comply. Walk through the closest gates. Be not afraid. All will be made clear. And know that in doing this, you are saving many human lives and perhaps that of your own. And you see Kurt saying resist in a triangle. So it's R-E-S-I-S-T. Um, which uh, was in an issue of... Um, Oh no, I'm blinking on the name. Well, who started the Red Triangle Defense with Sunspot? Uh, let's see here. Can I open a new page here and not have anything get written? Um, let's see here. Sunspot. Red Triangle. Probably should have wrote. Marvel at the end of that. Yeah, the internet's not helping me out. Oh, X-Men Red. Um, X-Men Red number 10. Thank you, Reddit. And I'm hoping someone writes the name of the writer here. Al Ewing. How could I have Ewing? Um, yeah. Like, you know, oh, you mean the other major X-Men writer at the time? Like, yes, of course. Um, across the world, means were ordered by Charles Xavier walked through the nearest Krakoan gateway. Some like Nycra have been trained to resist such telepathic coercion and were employing Xavier's own red triangle defense strategy. On Krakoa, in the Atlantic Ocean, something unexpected was happening. A user of arcane magic was playing her own game with her own rules. And what's her name? Mother Righteous? Uh, Nathaniel Exus copied himself, Mr. Sinister, Dr. Stasis, and a Space-faring version of himself called Orpus Therius. He did so uh, because he sought to dominate all life, and perhaps it was, and those are the ones with the different uh, playing card house on his, their head. 
Perhaps it was the love of a sick heart, but he also copied the visage of his wife, Rebecca Exus. Her name was now Mother Righteous, and her seat of power laid on the astral plane. Not a soul alive knew that she stolen away and trapped Krakoa's Atlantic island in her lantern, or why. Except now we suspect that some of these gates are going into this tiny little um, bubble, so hopefully they're okay. Krakoa, Pacific. How much do we love mankind? London. Is it enough to stay away for a time? Yes, and as long as necessary to protect them from evil. I can feel so many of you resisting, but please trust me now. This is the night, the right thing to do. Matapur. If we love them enough, we will give them the distance they need right now. And these all look like generic um, characters. Like I don't, I don't think we're supposed to be able to identify any of them. And um, on Mikens, uh, we see Kate and Emma are both doing the resist now. Oh, we have a data page. Let me click this button. Okay. The, the X-Men's secret weapon, the Ride Triangle pr Protocol for Psychic Defense. The X-Men are the lone superpower in the area of tel uh, telepathy. Charles Xavier alone is a powerful enough to be heard around the world simultaneously, I bet with modest amplification by Cerebral. Xavier began... I'm realizing now I could, hold, I could have been sitting completely differently with the tablet in my hands. Instead of awkwardly in front of me. Xavier began working on a telepathic defense largely in response to the emergence of telepath Emma Frost, a.k.a. the White Queen, a.k.a. Hazel Tyndall, a.k.a. the Ice Queen. So, Hazel Kendall sounds new to me. The telepath attacks can be something small in scope like an insidious uh, successive thought implant, i.e. you will forget to do something. Routines just as set an alarm on a specific day, but a telepath can also deploy what is known as a brute force attack, i.e. being uh, commanded to attack another person or behave in a manner that is not conductive to the earth and safety of the victim or the people around the victim. Such attacks always require more telepathic energy to execute. The protocols were devised after the X-Men's first encounter versus the White Queen at the Hellfire Club. When dealing with aspects of the mind, it's important to consider the mind is comprised of the conscious, the unconscious, and the subconscious. Those three aspects are presented in the three sides of the triangle. The triangle had a second dimension in that it also represents the three functions of the mind, thinking, feeling, and wanting. All areas are exploitation vulnerable to telepathic mod modification, a skilled telepath can leverage their power in any aspect of the mind, and the victim may not be consciously aware of the intrusion. The red triangle is therefore both an alarm that an attack is occurring and a defense against the attack. The color red was selected because of the association with danger, and the shape of the defense utilizes the strongest geometric shape. Xavier was adamant his students become proficient in the defense in case he himself should ever become compromised. It was only through the Red Triangle Protocol that any of the mutant films survived the second mutant massacre. Even now, when mutants meet, they often part with the single word, resist. So this is written from the future perspective, which is fun. Um, also, in this age of them repeating all the um, crossovers um, titles or famous um, titles that we finally got mutant massacre, um, and I also like the idea, too, that um, this isn't just 
or like you know like xavier only really taught like 40 mutants and so and 40 might be the higher end of that number and then after like jubilee i don't think he had any interaction with any like hands-on like he didn't teach generation x or x i mean and they were back to uh firestar and gene not everyone is leaving gene those who train to resist telepathic assault are harder to sway. They don't know why Charles is sending them, us away. They're using his own red triangle defense against him. We are, we are mutant. We only know the fight. Resist. Um, then we're seeing some other mutants. Um, but yeah, someone's resisting. Charles should start to use the others to force all of us through the gates. And someone's cursing Xavier. Firestar, find out about the poison on Mario's blade. And Forge is trying to resist. Their plans, their strengths, and weaknesses get all the information you can to the resistance, to whatever re remains of us on Earth. Every mutant is an X-Men now. Which is odd, too, because um, magic should also be, like, you know, one of the reasons why Xavier was never fond of Ileana at the beginning was that her limbo time made her um, not... Like, a telepath uh, couldn't read her mind, so Xero is just put off by that, because if he can't read your secrets, then he, he finds no enjoyment in chit-chatting with you. Um, but also, Ilyana knows proper magic, too. Like, I don't know why she didn't... Like, her mutant teleportation could be down, but she should have been able to still cast a Doctor Strange type of teleportation spell. Gene, please... Please, I can't do this alone. How will I contact the survivors? Angelica, it is all okay. This is what you trained for. This is the price we pay. I wanted to bring in the others, but I'm out of time. Make no mistake, the survivors will find you. Mutants have always been hated and feared. Now mutants will be will hate and fear you. Oh, so I guess they were addressing it. Like, Angela is by herself in this. When they come for you, tell the truth and never waver. Goodbye, Firestar. Be brave. And then we see Xavier's losing his mind. Gene's whole body is a skeleton now. Uh, we see Scott. Oh, she's telling Scott goodbye. And we see he's in agony. She tells Scott she loves him. Gene, don't go. I need you. I love you. Elsewhere. And then Wolverine's trying to resist. Logan, hear me. Wake up. Genie? Oh no, what have they done? And then the um, Orcus crew are just like, he's just standing there. What's going on? We're almost lost it all tonight, but the fight's not over. I love you too, and I need you to do what you do best for me. As Gene's life faded away, the Berserker awoke. Logan was surrounded by the best special forces in Orcus's rank. They never had a chance. And Destiny says, this was our only chance. I'm sorry, Raven, listen to Charles. So much death and destruction, it all accumulates with a giant X in the heavens with the fall of the Krakoans. Exodus was a powerful psychic, but also a zealot. Charles explained the danger to the sainted five. Especially when they clearly wished to fight on, they had to be saved. One does not always need psychic powers to make someone do what you wish. Were they heading, even Charles did not know. And Exodus just pushes the five into a gate. And Mystique's like, Charles, how dare you try to command me? Leave, Raven! My mind, stop, please! And she looks like she's just straight up having a seizure as she breaks through her window. No more! I. And uh, Dr. St uh, Stasius sees 
Mystique just head first on the rock, like she has to be dead. But knowing Mystique, she's part just yet a, a flesh wound. He's like, ha ha ha! Oh my, the changeling looked like she had a stroke before she was dashed upon the rocks, and now the sea has claimed her. At least something wants the wrench. And Mordok's like, Zah! the Atlantic Island has disappeared off the satellite. Send the Sentinels to set up a mirror around the Pacific Island. And we're seeing more of the um, mutants saying resist. Uh, somehow Miss Marvel got into the resist. Um, is Angels there as well? Uh, am I crazy or are there still some very disgusting genes around here? And Mariah, nice costume change. Way to get into the spirit of the evening. Which I think they did that so that, you know, because clearly each artist got like their five pages and then, so they may not have talked to each other about Mariah's wearing this outfit. Ha, I told you, I was in the mood for our party. The reason these mutants aren't moving is because Xavier trained them how to defend against telepathic attacks and coercion. Hope there's enough left on this blade for all of them. And G, uh, Emmett Fine snaps out. Everyone wake up. Grab hands. Lordis, it's now or never. And Lordis says, I've never tried to tell for this many before. Link hands. And Kate gives a cool hold fast, which is what she had tattooed in her knuckles before it was Killshaw. And Mariah's like, stop the teleporter. These mutants cannot escape. And she throws the dagger. And it misses... Um, Bobby's boyfriend and stabs this other guy. I've got Xavier. Open fire. Kill her now. And someone says, I got her. And then Kingpin's like, I think not. And he just snaps that dude's neck. His shot is fired, but pop, the X-Men are gone. Lourdes teleported a small group of mutants and her old nemesis with some fists farther than she ever teleported. She returned to a place she never wanted to step foot in again. The basement of New York City's old Hellfire Club. You may remove your hands now, Wilson, Emma says. Where has my wife gone? I don't know yet. And Kate comes in. We have to get help and go back for Charles and the others. And poor Lourdes is like, this was a one-way trip, I'm afraid. Lourdes! Oh, please, no! Here we are again at another wonderful party gone wrong. You saved us all. You should have stayed away from me and Coca-Cola. You had a life. You got out of this madness. No... It was a good dream. We're fighting for worth. And this time, Lourdes does die from a bullet in a Hellfire party. Um, so that's a sad bookend. And then we're back on Krakola and Mordok's just losing it. Ha 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 This has been the most fun evening I've had in years. I'm just slamming the gift from our horticulture friends into the Krakoan transit system. I didn't enjoy beating his brains in, but maybe I did just a little off. Oh, what's Firestar still doing alive? Do I have to do everything? And we see he's dragging Juggernaut in. His helmet is very dented. You're too hasty, friend, Strata says. Firestar's been feeding us her information about Krakoa since before she was an X-Men. Now that we're going public, she's joining Orcus full-time. And Firestar looks at Xavier. What about him? His fate was still the moment Mariah joined our ranks. Mariah X is like, he's mine. Then Emma back in the Hellfire Gala, or um, Hellfire uh, New York. 
there are several tunnels that lead into and out of the old Hellfire Club. Club is the word I struggled with. I planted gateways where here leading around the world, including one to um, my kins. And then one guy's like, the blob is smaller than I imagined him. That's not the blob. Jumbo's quite fond of the lighthouse keeper. And Kate says, well, I guess I'm not making this trip. I'll make my way to the treehouse and grab the Thunderbird. And Sink says, hang on, before we go rushing headlong back to war, what about the humans on, on the medicines? And Talon says, they're hostages and we got our asses handed to us. And Emma says, I don't need to get very close to give everyone left on the island a leaf for a stroke. You fabulous X-Men can handle the machines. After I kill them, I'm using my diamond mutation and pitch it on the robots. See you on the island. And she shakes one step into the gate and whack. Leave none. Oh. And Emma has just broken her nose just like Kate did back in. Um, oh. It wasn't Marauders. Was it Hoxpox itself? But in a panel exactly like how Kate broke her nose. Because Kate immediately goes, so that's how that looked. What the hell? And then um, Talon and Sync put their hands on the gate and they can't get through. And then we see, um, uh, I believe he's supposed to be the Irish ambassador. Um, excuse me, I'd like to get off Mankins now. I'm the, oh yeah, I'm sorry, he, he stays in the data. I'm the ambassador of Ireland to the United Nations. We would not tolerate being held against our will for a second longer. And I finally got a signal on my mobile, and the top news stories say that there's no human survivors of the Hellfire Gala. I've got a family who won't be cuffed at that headline. I've got to leave and correct that mistake. No human survivors? Tsk. Can you believe this? Our public relations department sent out the press release too early. Huh. Whoops. This is awkward. Kill the humans. And Xavier's like, no! I did what you asked. Please, I'm begging you. The Orcus shock troopers had psych blockers in their helmets, so Charles had was powerless to stop them. Instead, he slipped into the minds of their victims, holding each soul as they passed from this life. They never felt a moment of pain. And the next thing Charles felt was Meyer's dagger under his chin. I won't lie, Charles. I've been dreaming about this. Everything that's happened is your fault. Tonight will forever be known as the Mutant Massacre. You sold least medicine. You invited Nathaniel Exus onto the island. We almost ended all life on Earth. X-Men Green are echo terrorists. I could go on and on, but we're, we've had a busy day. Your dream is dead, and humanity will cheer for us as we capture and kill a lot of you. Take solace that you won't live to see it. I'm ready. That's brave. Be brave. Oh, I wasn't talking to you. Then, boom! Well, yeah, there's no sound effect here. But Rocom is crashing up from the ground and just rips Mariah X in half. Or quarters. Because she's a head and torso, and then one arm there, legs over there. Oh, waist down over there. I was just thinking out loud. Stop her! And Rogue looks at Firestar. Firestar, be seeing you, traitor. Sleep with the lights on, sugar. Rogue hugged the surface of the ocean and flew in unpredictable patterns. She knew the machines were in pursuit. She's flown across the Atlantic before Charles mu mustered a word. Thank you, Rogue. Hang on. We're deploying Sentinels after us. I'm taking you to Steve Rogers. He's reformed the Union Squad. We have friends. My God, my God. No, 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 no. No, take me to the island. That's suicide, Charles. Please, you don't understand. They're all gone, Rogue. 
who is gone? Our mutant family, everyone who walked through the gates. They were they were meant to go to Morocco. I can't reach them, any of them. They're all gone, all of them. They're all dead. And he throws Libra on the ground. Charles, there was a quarter million mutants at Krakula. They can't all be gone. But they are. And he's just like hands and knees in the ocean. Ocean. Almost abbreviated ocean to just ocean. I made everyone walk through the gates of the party and across the planet. Stratus told me I had to, but but I didn't know. I didn't know they did something to the gates. I pushed them into a meat grinder. They're all dead. All died. And I killed them. And now leave me and go avenge them. Avenge Cocoa. Which is just an awesome way to set up the Uncanny Avengers title. Because avenge is a hard word that worked into any conversation. Plus, the Avengers do very little avenging. Not like the Defenders who are defending 100% of the time. Charles Tremble, and but we know some of should have made it to that little island. Um, but Or maybe all of them made it there. We don't know. Charles trembled in the waves and wept for what he built was now in the ruins. He anguished for the children he had murdered that night. All good things must end. In the fall, the X, House of X had begun. Which I, I do like the idea that every couple of years, like the humans of the Marvel Universe need to be reminded that they should hate and fear mutants. And so for at least the second time, the whole world would know that Xavier was bad. The first time was with Onslaught that led to zero tolerance. And now we have the fall of X. So see how that all works out. Oh yeah, Pacific... Island of Krakola, population one. The fall of X. Oh, so now we get some bud uh, hype. Kamala Khan is reborn anew. Miss Marvel, the new mutant. Um, and so the first three issues are planned. Looks like she is hanging out with some X-Men. Um, the next titles will be X-Men Hellfire Gala 1, which we read. X-Men 25, where Shadowcat becomes... Nope. Where Kate Pryde, the Red Queen, becomes Shadowcat. Um, but with a K now. Um, Children of the Vault 1, Astonishing X- Iceman 1, so he's not dead. Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Visions Alpha number 1, and Mortal X-Men 14, Alpha Flight 1, Dark X-Men 1, Ghost Rider 17, Uncanny Avengers 1, X-Men Red 14. And then back in the post credit scene, we're back in the Hellfire um, Club. Kingpin's like, you have... Good reason not to trust me, but and Emma says, I trust you, Orcus even less. Yes, I agree. You've made your point, and we can't stay here. This one of the first places that the fascists will come looking for us. And Kate, well take it from me. At least you all get used to not being able to use the gate. Gate? What? And then we see Kate leading against the gate like she did in the beginning, is now able to phase through a gate. And Emma's like, Catherine! And Kate's like, oh my god! Coca-Cola Embassy in Jerusalem, Israel. Which is awesome that she went to Israel. And Jerusalem... Well, I mean, if you're going to go to Israel, most likely any writer's going to mean Jerusalem. Like how New York City is, like America. And someone there's like, what the hell is this? And Kate's on her back. And she's just like, you fellas aren't going to behave, are you? And that was X-Men Hellfire Gala 
2023. And I don't know. Uh, I think reviewing an issue digitally worked out okay. I mean, I sort of missed the holding a comic in my hands, but for the most part, felt pretty much the same. Um, So I'm hoping to at least get X-Men 25 digitally. That'd be fun. And, um... And that was that issue. So, thank you so much for listening. And if you'll give a... um, If you'll subscribe and give a five-star rating and maybe a review, you're so kind. That really helped the podcast. And, um, which you can follow on... Um, through the blog at shadowandflamewithmagic.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at S-N-F-W-M and spelled out. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at JackoSIII. And next week should be the first issue of Secret um, Invasion. So I'll talk to you then. All right, everyone. Bye.